Okay, five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. Hey, my name is Will Charles Egan. This is... Chris Meekins. And we have our guest Hello. today. Mr. Grant Kenny. How's it going? Grant, Grant Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, all first names. That is a very good point. You do all have first, two My middle first name's names. Andrew. The whole thing's first what? names. Do you ever meet anybody that has two last names? Like, well, anyway, Smith I met this Johnson. guy. Was there, yeah. Yeah, Johnson Smith. Yep. Yeah. Johnson. But it's you're like that's kind of cooler than first name. Or you meet people. Or you meet people that um, instead of saying there's this friend of ours, his name's Johnny Driver. Mm-hmm. You never say Johnny Driver's name without saying his last name. Always like Johnny, right. Ro- like Johnny Rose. Johnny yep. Rose. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. We yep. have a friend at church, Johnny Rose. So, t- so tell me about this Taylor Swift thing. I mean, are you guys into Kelsey? And I care Taylor much Swift? more about football than I do. Yeah. So that's the thing is, us care about Travis Kelsey. We cared nothing about Taylor. Well, so what I realized is confession time. Taylor. Swift, <laughs> I promise, guys. Taylor Swift brought football into the female world, and and uh, Travis Kelsey brought. Taylor Swift into the male world, and so we're bridging the gap finally by the two powerhouses of the male and the female world. So now girls care about football, and now guys care about Taylor Swift, and it's finally is that is that a gap that I, needed to be think, bridged? Not really, but oh, oh, we have it now. Thank you, are. God, that we have a pastor sitting here with us, <laughs> yeah, one of the staff really. members. Grant is a staff member at our church, Bayside, and so yeah, we yeah. wanted to talk to him today about. Uh, how the, how how did a guy like you get in that position? Because I mean, I know a little bit of your story. Yeah, sure. But but uh, first of all, you're married. Yep. How long have you been married? Yep, married uh, since January 21. So nice. coming on over. And did, was this a uh, shotgun marriage? Or yeah, we just decided. You know, uh, she's the one, and I took her home right that, that afternoon easy. to the a woman. We're going. You're mine. You're no choice. Do it old fashioned. That's right. <laughs> just locked your hair. And, yeah, yeah. When we got married, I didn't have long hair, so oh, this is did. all post getting married. Oh yeah. Huh? True story. Really quick. So I never watched Lord of the Rings growing up. Okay. And oh, when we got yep. married, going. we started watching them, and I became obsessed, probably unhealthily. And uh, I want to be like, I want those knights' long hair. So Dude, I just started yep. growing it out. Yep. It's, it's is that actually what it was? Yeah, absolutely. Because you definitely look like the Knights of Rohan right now. Thank you, sir. And you just need a horse. How long, horse right? how long are we gonna? Are you gonna go mullet like? Uh, I don't know if I can Loser pull that off. Can. It's getting hot. You know well, about that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I used to be in your oh, really? position. It's, getting, it's more popular. No, no, like temperature, sir. <laughs> temperature, no, my like, good sir. <laughs> Not that hot. Age, like, age difference. Hot. Like Florida it's hot. It's <laughs> This is the old school part of old school, new school. Yes. What's that song? We're trying to catch him up. I'm not going to start singing that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no. So anyway, so you were married for how long? Because so I didn't pay attention. January that. 21. So uh, a little wow. over two years and then two okay. and a half years, I think, if I okay. did the math correctly. Nice. Wow. And and so you work at the church. Yeah. And uh, what do you do there? So I'm the kids director. So my job that I choose to do choose. is... Okay. Wow. It's not a forced job. Wow. Well, it's good It's good to know because when people hear that you work with kids full they're like, time, mm-hmm. they're like, you're crazy. When which you, I am. When will right. you be able to... Move out of that position, right? Yeah, that's what they ask. <laughs> exactly. How long are you doing that for? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. when are you moving on from that? Because you didn't choose that, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Did they force you to be there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, actually, the crazy thing, and, and just a, it's kind of out of out of order. But really, my wife and I actually were working as cardiac nurses at Saracen Memorial. Get out. Oh, I didn't um, know that. And it was it was a crazy lifestyle. We were doing night shift, you mm-hmm. know, so it's uh, pretty crazy. Yep. And oh, but we nice. would we would love we were already serving in the kids ministry at that time, and we would love. 
to still hang out with the kids, but you had to work weekends. Yep. You guys know those hospital shifts that make you work weekends. Mahalo. And What's so with that? What's with that? They just, nobody wants to work weekends, so they force you to. Yep. I mean, you know, you know, as a firefighter, it's probably the same thing. True. Every third day. Right. There you are. Mm-hmm. Weekends, yeah, that's holidays. My birthday. Yeah. You're working. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we work a night shift, and it was, you know, again, a crazy lifestyle, but we loved one thing more than nursing was hanging out with the kids and getting to teach them about Jesus and okay. the gospel. And so nice. when the opportunity arose, I was like, all right, Lord, we're going to see if this is from you. Here we and go. We did it. There we go. So were you, so were you like a, a good little church, little kid and that's, you just always wanted to grow up and be a, a, a pastor. <laughs> no, actually you uh, didn't? pretty much no. the exact opposite of that is probably no. what you're thinking. Yeah. No, I didn't grow up in church. Mm. Um, you know, Same. the crazy thing was, I grew up in probably the standard American household, you know, yep. I had a brother, two kids, a marriage, you know, that my parents had, you know, and, uh, but the crazy thing was, you know, it's probably Christian as far as maybe what the general, if you had to choose one, right. specifically, right. I remember yeah. my senior year of high school taking the FCAT, right? And oh, they that still, was I'm high school for you? That. that was like fourth grade for me. They do it in fourth grade now? Well, that was when it was a thing. Oh, I'd, I'd fall out. I'd flunk that Whoops. in fourth grade. I don't even know what the hell you're talking. About. So I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, new school, old school, I'm middle school, right? <laughs> that's exactly what's, that was what's I said. the F cap? The F cat. It was a standardized test, kind of like the SAT, oh. but for In you know, public. or maybe that's what I'm thinking of, the high school one. So I started SAT ACT. Right? Yeah, maybe that's, that's what I. That's oh, what I'm I way thought. off. Oh. F cat. Well, sounded you right. Us older guys. Well, yeah, I'm getting too old now. I'm getting like you, Chris. Man, this is getting sad. <laughs> but so when I was taking SAT or one of those college preparation mm-hmm. tests, I remember checking okay. a box saying I was a Christian. And when I was driving home that afternoon, I remember thinking, I, I don't even know what that means. Right. But yeah. it was that yeah. Jewish, Muslim, atheist, you know, or I don't yeah. Know, yeah. you know, I was like, I know I'm not the other ones. Right. So I guess <laughs> I must be an American Christian. Right. right? Yeah, sure. But no, I didn't grow up in church. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. grow up in church. Um, it wasn't actually until after high school I'd even started attending church. Never went to church growing up, not even for Easter or Christmas or anything. Mm-hmm. So what'd you do on Sunday morning? Uh, watch football. As you do. That's I mean, just what, I how mean, it goes. Right. I mean, if not the Church of Jesus Christ, the Church of NFL, that's kind of like. And I might get some people upset, but to me, that's America's sport. I know baseball is like. Well, yeah. Just baseball's saying, had its time. Saying. It's come and gone. It's, it's, it's football. It's football. Yeah, it's football. So every Sunday was football. Mm. It, just think if you lived out on the West Coast. Football starts at like nine o'clock in the morning. Sounds great to me. <laughs> Wake and up, watch and, football, and you're done. You're done with the five, Sunday night six. football by by like nine o'clock. Yeah, now we got to stay up till midnight if yeah. we want to try to watch yeah, the dude, game. I know. Okay, so you were so so you checked off the box, and then Jesus came and visited you, or yep, just as soon as I checked that box, <laughs> there was a, divine, a white light <laughs> came right through came down. That. Just like that. That's you, guys, easy. you guys didn't have that experience? Uh, not quite. Okay. No. No. So actually, you know, and, and just to be kind of open and share with you guys, I started dating a girl my senior year of high school, and her parents mm-hmm. basically said, if you're going to date my daughter, you're coming to church. Yep. But even crazier is that it was the exact same church that I work at now, <clears throat> the exact same campus at, Wait, at Bayside. Really? At B-Ridge, go to B-Ridge? The exact one. That's baller. Yep. They're like, you're going to date my daughter, you're going to this campus every Sunday. And wow. again, being kind of the American Christian, not knowing what that meant, I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not against okay. God, I'll go to church, yeah. whatever. Yep. Yep. And I really sat almost for pretty much two years straight, yep. just sitting in those, you know, in that church, mm-hmm. you know, I'd stand up for worship, kind of go, yeah, I guess God loves me. Yep. You know, I don't, I know he doesn't hate me, but I don't right. know anything about this. And during that whole time, I was actually dealing with an addiction. Okay. Um, I had mm. this internal battle of addiction to pornography. Okay. And so hey, I, everybody's got go. their own battles and something. And that was mine. But the crazy thing about that addiction is like somebody's drunk and they got an alcohol addiction, you usually, usually can tell. Right. Right. But yeah. if it's something like pornography, it's Especially usually Especially in internal. our world today. Right. Every, yeah. It's like what? 90% of 
teenagers or more have seen it by like the age of 12 or something. Yeah. Wow. It's very, it's very high. It was the first day of sixth grade for me. And that slowly yep. became an addiction all the way throughout middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was a, a battle. And again, it was all internal. You know, here's the funny thing. And sorry to interrupt you. No, yeah. Seeing this my podcast. Right. Our, our, it's our, actually hey, a word. Chris, you do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you do it anyway. No. So. But, but the funny thing is that, you know, um, even probably five or seven years ago, five or seven, what is that? You know. Uh, anyway, a, a couple years ago. It's a very specific number. Just yeah. even a, a couple years ago, it, you didn't really want to say that. But it's right, pornography yeah. uh, addiction has gone so rampant. Is that mm-hmm. the right That's word? That's definitely yeah. the right yep. word. That, that it's like, oh, no, I get it. And so most of our audience, uh, this is for you if you're dealing with this thing. But, mm-hmm. but, but it's not that uncommon. No, it's yeah. not. Because that's how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. Because of how powerful it is, how how open our culture is to it. Yeah. Maybe it's not the what you're looking on the web on the website, but it's what you're watching in a movie. It's yeah. what you're watching on YouTube. It's everything. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. everywhere. And if, like you said, if you're raised in a, a non-Christian family, what's the problem? Right. right. Yeah. I right. mean, and I know people. It's like, well, what's the problem? But here's the crazy thing, Chris. Even though I didn't grow up in a Christian household. When I'd be doing that stuff or like, you know, just like anything, you right. wake up the next morning or whatever it is. And it's like, mm. there was still something in me that knew. I was like, mm. yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel right. 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 And I believe there is something in us that God's trying to reveal himself to is saying like, hey, this is, this is not my mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. You know, so I kind of knew and, you know, really was through having a relationship with Jesus that yeah. I was really able to fall away. After I battled it all those years, when I really did have that encounter, yeah. it wasn't that day that I checked the box. Right. Nice. The, uh, test. But mm-hmm. uh, during a, a Sunday service. That there was a moment when the Lord met me in that moment. And from that moment on of me just kind of surrendering it over to the Lord, mm-hmm. saying, I don't want to deal with this on my own strength, okay. yeah. you know, and giving over to the Lord, I was able to be set free do you from think that. It, do you think it had a, an effect on your day-to-day life, though? Because people are like, you well, mean what before? is that? The pornography, you know, yeah, before. You're like, people think, well, what does that have to do with anything? Right. Yeah, well, and, and, and again, it's not something that you're going to... Uh, visually see as far as when you look at somebody, okay. but mm-hmm. the way I looked at people, specifically women, yeah. okay. wherever I was at was different. The okay. way I viewed relationship was different. Okay. My first mm-hmm. and number one priority in a right. non-faith-based uh, relationship when right. I was addicted to pornography yeah. was, hey, fill, uh, fill in the blank. Are you, are you single and available? Yes. And if you're not yep. single and available, are you available? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Which is terrible. I mean, I feel awful saying, but like that's, but yeah. I, my perspective was so wrong. That's mm. the world we live in though. Right. That's very common. Yeah, just the way that, you know, culture has been built around the just general addiction to the sexual world. I mean, it's just prevalent in, again, like you said, it's in everything that you see. And it's interesting, not up until recently has even the secular world talked about it. I mean, there's lots of secular sources that say like, hey, addiction to pornography is bad for you. You know, they have a different reason as to why than Christians do, obviously. But there is still, there's realization from multiple parties now of like, hey, this is an issue. This is a yeah. problem. This is, it's, the, the statistics are staggering. I wish I could read them off right now, but it's, I mean, it's literally in like upper 90 percentile of teenagers watch it regularly. And it's like, what? Yeah. It's just everybody. So, so you, you have this experience at church. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, I mean, you try to explain it, you know, on a podcast or something, but it was really a moment where I knew, and again, this was after two years of sitting in church, but it was a moment. And what was different was I recognized that. Hey, well, kind of shows you how sharp, you know, the tool is here. Mm. Uh Two years. Took him two years. I know. And and like, I look at people and I'm like, 
come on, God, do an awesome thing in your life. And then I'm like, man, I sat in that church for two years, yeah. didn't even blink an eye. You know? All right, Chris. I'm sorry. No, no, but um, but think, but really, in that moment, what changed is I recognized, you know, what Jesus had done for the cross. I mean, I think most people know Jesus died for your sins or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. There's a lot of people that hear that. Yeah. But in that moment, I recognized that that was a personal thing, mm-hmm. that he did that for me so that my sins can be forgiven, not just sins in general. Right. For yep. the sins of the world, you know, John three yes. sixteen, whatever. Yes. And that's a nice verse. Right. But when you know it's personal for yeah. your oh, sins, yeah. and it's oh, yeah. your sins that even put him there, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's when it really started becoming like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was when it became real for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and how old were you when this was happening? So this would have been um, probably 19, 20 years old. I'm 26 now. Okay. So uh, the nice. walk with Lord. Isn't yeah, there some kind like of that, statistic but. that people between 18 and 21, that's like the highest? I mean, that's where people. Well, make, so it's the, sure. so it's, it's four to 14 that most people have an encounter with the Lord okay. and start following him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's, it's crazy to think those numbers, four to 14, yeah. it's like 80 something percent mm-hmm. of people who consider themselves Christians started yeah. following the Lord in those ages. That's now me. I'm part of the, you know, 14% of whatever right. it is there. But, you know, think about how important it is in that we're sharing the gospel with kids and with the next generation, which mm-hmm. I guess to tie back to what I do for a living for the kids director, that's why I think it's so important. Yeah. If you're so, telling me just statistically speaking, 86% sure, of people sure. are going to start a relationship with Jesus from four to 14, sign me up. That's There's numbers I back be. in that. Yeah. Well, right. I want to be where the action's at. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So, so, so you uh, dated this girl and, and you end up going yeah. to nursing school. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, that, that relationship kind of was falling apart after I really started following with the Lord, you know, just different beliefs and mm-hmm. kind of where our direction in life was going at that point. But I was all in on the Lord Yeah. and yeah. I had already kind of at that time knew like, Hey, nursing could be something I was interested in. Mm-hmm. I'd already been working as a CRNA or a nursing assistant. Um, yeah. and so then I applied for nursing school, got in and did, uh, you know, three years or so, three, four years at nursing school at uh, State College of Florida, yep. Manatees. That's where it happens. That's where it happens. It's a really super awesome It's a really mascot. horrible mascot. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it real with you. It's a terrible mascot. I mean, I feel bad for that person. It's a, a five, it's a sea cow. It's a sea cow. It's a sea cow. It's a sea cow, yeah. Not even like that, the, the fighting manatees, just the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your mascot. That's it. That's very intimidating. Better watch out. <laughs> I can't go on land. Dang it. Yeah. Where's those boats? <laughs> watch out. <laughs> Today we're going to have a football matchup of the SCF Manatees versus the Lakewood Ranch uh, speedboats. <laughs> we'll see how this one Who goes. Who has the advantage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway... Hang on, we'll go ahead. Welcome to the podcast. Bear with us here. <laughs> so so you become a nurse, mm-hmm. you start doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, and to be honest with you, we were only working uh, at SMH for about a year. Um, you know, we, and again, it was tough with the night shift side of it. We yeah, would oh, actually oh, yeah. have to work Saturday nights, like I was saying, because mm. of the weekend shift. And we would shower at the hospital. When Whoa. we got off our shift, they oh, say goodness. 7 to 7, but it's, you know, 8.30. Shower at the hospital and then drive straight there to church. How did we get to on we? On Sunday morning. Oh, my My gosh. wife and I. So I'm sorry, I'm jumping now. You're right. No, that's you're okay. You're right, you're right. Talk about nursing school. So that relationship <laughs> broke up from high school. I started serving in kids ministry. Felt honestly, again, the Lord was like, I want you to go serving kids. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, uh-huh. okay. Okay. Whatever you say, Lord. Okay. I'm you know, in. I'll be pretty obedient. Just yes, Lord. There you, you know? go. And uh, I walk in the classroom, and again, this is kind of before the nursing school, but I walk in the classroom and my wife to be is sitting there cleaning an air hockey table. <gasps> an air hockey table. 
Yes, we I love mean, it's kids ministry. <laughs> and, and so get true story. She then sees me, decides to reclean it so that she could stay there longer. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. see if she could wear, uh, excuse me, meet this sharp looking here. Get my True story. Yeah. True story. Another fact yeah. check that you can do is I walked in that classroom with an oversized suit on. Hey, Emily, is this true? It's yeah, true. Right. You can tell her. Because I walked in with an oversized suit on, and her first thought was, why is he wearing an oversized suit? <laughs> yeah, why? It was my Sunday best, and I just lost oh, weight. Wow. We were talking about that. I lost weight, too. Oh, okay. And I was like, this I is all I got. I see a picture of you. You were like... Chubby bunny. Thicker. Yeah. Thick. Than you are. Hashtag... <laughs> Thick, yeah, yeah. I was thicker. I was thicker. I was an offensive lineman in high school playing football. Oh, that's so they wanted you to eat. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. They wanted yeah. you to eat, work out, and don't do cardio. Isn't it amazing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you don't, don't run sprints. And don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can sit on the bench for our own good, for the benefit of the team. Did sit. you see that one yeah. guy? I forget what game it was. The guy was like four hundred pounds. I believe it. Well, well probably that, a center or something. Well, the the Browns' right guard is from Ohio State. Uh, was drafted. And he was yeah. he, he was four. He's like four hundred pounds. Wow! Huge! Wow! Huge! You and, and you were huge, huge. You were that guy. Huge. Maybe not four hundred. No, I was not that guy. I was two twenty at most. I was the biggest in the whole world. I was the best. <laughs> the biggest lineman. <laughs> he wasn't the best. <laughs> so anyway, so you meet. So you meet. Meet the, this girl, and and the cool thing was, you know, my and she's serving in. The she children. was serving in kids, and again, when you when you have a relationship with the Lord. And that's your priority. Everything else changes because mm. I was no longer looking at her or looking for relationships with that being the priority. When I met her, we had neither one of us were like, Hey, maybe we'll get married. Right. We were both like, Hey, we love Jesus. We love serving the Lord. Yeah. We're just going to do this thing. We're about to start nursing school. We probably shouldn't like get deep in right. anything. Cause right. I mean, nursing school is hard. I mean, it's probably one of the hardest yeah. things I've done. Yeah. It's a lot of study and a lot of textbook memorizing and oh. all that fun stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh fun gosh. stuff. Right. Oh. You know, that's what I love doing. Never again. And, but the cool thing was, you know, we started dating. Of course, God had other plans. And he's like, you know, I know you're dating. I know you guys are just kind of taking it slow and mm-hmm. about to do this nursing school. But why don't you give it a shot? And, of course, kind of God took over and it all worked out. There Finished nursing school. We both started working at Sarasota Memorial's Cardiac Nurses. Nice. But it wasn't satisfying. Wasn't satisfying. And, and, and so, actually, true story, there was... Money was good, but it wasn't... Money was great. Mm. Night shift was tough, especially for a young married. I mean, you're obviously yeah. trying to spend a time together. You know, you're trying to do these things. You can't go outside and do anything because you're trying to sleep during the day and at night everything's closed or right. everything you should be doing is closed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, uh, but the, the thing was, we the night shift I actually loved because hmm. you have good money. A lot of the, my stuff in my free time that I like doing, you know, watching a movie, playing video games. I'm like, man, I can do that at three yep. o'clock in the morning. I don't yep. worry about it. Yep. But... Um, Really what happened was we actually, my wife and I, we were at a park and we were just talking about life and she was kind of like, Hey, you know, maybe we could look for something else. Not maybe, maybe not side that side of nursing, right. but just really for the night shift aspect of it. And my brutally honest thought was, I love where I'm at, babe. Hmm. Like I really, I want to stay where I'm at. And she was like, okay, now get this. It's just yeah. funny when you, when God shows up mm-hmm. an hour later, if that maybe 30 minutes Pastor Craig, our, 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 our pastor at our campus, mm-hmm. at our church, calls me. He's like, hey, I got this position I want you guys to pray about. <laughs> 30 minutes after, I just told my wow. wife, I'm not moving. I ain't doing it. Dang I ain't God. going anywhere. That's one of those Dang. moments where you're like, come on, God. And yeah. you're like, fine. Yeah. Seriously. So then, so then again, we just the, the one thing we loved more than nursing was you know getting to teach the gospel and hang mm-hmm. out with the kids. So we prayed about it, felt that peace from the Lord, and we said yes. And uh, it's been go. about two years now. So isn't it nice. funny? You you <laughs> you're, you when you're obedient to God, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole thing. God uses the called, not the uncalled. <laughs> not the not the most talented. Yeah, always. right, yeah. right. So, yeah. not saying that you're not the sharpest. I know I'm not. You don't have to. You did say that earlier. I did. You did say that about ten minutes ago. Oh my gosh. You He's said gonna, this guy took don't two have years to figure it out. I'm giving a message on Saturday about words, how powerful words are. The oh, men's breakfast. And here, and, and here I am going. Show him this. Dumbass. No. <laughs> Why would you say that? Come on, See, Chris. He's making me. He's making me. He's drawing mean, it he, out of me. He doesn't make you anything. Yeah. Chris. Just stirring the pot. You make me, yeah. com- you oh. make me complete. That's all oh, I do. Thank you, Chris. That's so, no. Cute. I don't even know what my question was. Oh, no. So, so God. So, you're like, okay, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. You ask me to be the children's ministry guy, and yep. you're going, uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have any experience doing this. Right. 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 I don't have kids. Uh, all my cousins no. and everybody was older than me. I have a younger brother, but he's just three years, so it's not like I was the you know too much of like a <laughs> baby babysitter or yeah. anything like that. How did you get to yes then? The yes was being obedient to God. Fair enough. It really was. I mean, I, I know that life's going to be crazy. We all have things in our life that, I mean, you can't control. Yeah. You know, you really can't. But if God puts an opportunity in front of you and you pray and you ask God for peace and he gives you that peace mm-hmm. and you say yes, mm-hmm. I believe God will take care of the rest. Doesn't mean he's going to bless, you know, and life's going to be perfect right, all the time. Right. I mean, that's not, you know, I think that's mm-hmm. necessarily not the true gospel. But I do believe if you're obedient, he will take care of the rest. Obviously, we have lived, had to live, excuse me, a lot differently since that, mm-hmm. you know, financially mm-hmm. speaking and, and life looks a lot different, yeah. but we can have a peace and understanding that, you know what, we're being obedient to God. And until he calls us and points us somewhere else, yeah. we're being obedient to God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, mm. that's a little bit. Sorry, was heavy. that deeper than you wanted? Wow. <laughs> no, it's exactly what we need, I think. So did you need like a degree or any sort of paperwork to start serving in kids and, and serving. working there? Serving uh, serving specifically is my, my biggest thing, especially for now, my position where I'm meeting people that are interested. A heart for the Lord. You know, again, I didn't That's have it. I haven't had experience really as a teacher. Mm. Didn't really have experience, obviously, outside of my personal walk with the Lord and my Bible readings and stuff, didn't have a degree in theology or anything like that. But I do believe when we spend time with God, he downloads stuff to us. Well, he Mm -hmm. does with you. Uh, You also do a Thursday night men's group. And oh yeah, I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth, I'm like, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I mean, he, he knows his, he knows his Bible. He knows his Bible. And, And that's, and that's, I don't think that's because I'm any more special. Truthfully, I don't think that's because I'm any more special than you or anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's really just, do you have that time in connecting with God and in mm-hmm. the Word? Well, how do you get the assurance? Uh, how do you live in that? You know, because uh, a lot of our audience, me and Will, mm-hmm. talked about it last week. We yeah. did. You know, how you, the, the devil will attack you or mm-hmm. the world will come against you. Uh, and you, how do you and Emily uh, work through that? I mean, because, I mean, you're on the front lines. Yeah. yeah. And you're reaching 80 percent of the christian kids that are going right. people that are going to mm-hmm. become christian right. you're is, you're part of that yeah um, i mean you you have to be i guess if, the, if there's a word to put it diligent maybe you know you just have to be you, you said the front line and i actually love that analogy of it being a battle because if mm-hmm. we go into life and just treat life like oh you know just life's gonna get thrown at me and i'm just mm-hmm. gonna casually walk through it you're gonna get run over mm. But if you are treating it like, hey, this is a battlefield, yeah. and you know, you know, maybe you could take that a little too extreme necessarily. Right, right. But, <laughs> There's people that do. You know, I don't yeah. wake up every morning and do a thousand push-ups, and then you know. Well, I do. Okay, well no, that I that do. explains that there. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> huge flex. My shirt turns to ash. 
I don't have that ability. The Lord well, must have blessed you with that one. That was a pretty cool one. Yeah. Came with the color of my hair as well. It was a deal package. The ashes. Yeah. Uh-huh. The fire. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing is you don't necessarily have to be all of it to start serving or to no. teach the gospel or to no. preach the gospel or anything no. like that. I, I There's so many. I mean, think about how big God is. Mm-hmm. Do, do, are we are we silly enough to think that we know everything as right, mere right, humans right. compared to how right. vast and enormous our God sure, is? I mean, yeah. the God of the universe. He mm. created every planet, every star, and we're supposed to know that we're supposed to understand everything. Right. That doesn't seem to yeah. comprehension make sense and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do want to mention one thing just really, really quick yeah, about the understanding okay. and, and knowing about God, how we can have that assurance like you were saying. I've recently gotten more into what's called apologetics. Oh, I love that. And apologetics is more of how do you take something, an idea. It doesn't have to be specifically the Bible, but how do you take an idea, a theology, a set of beliefs, and understand it as truth? Mm-hmm. And I 100% am convinced that the Bible, through the understanding of apologetics and certain teachings, mm-hmm. you can know without a doubt that there is a God okay. that created the universe, mm-hmm. that Jesus was a person that walked here on earth, mm-hmm. that was a person that claimed to be God, mm-hmm. did and said some crazy stuff. Did, for sure. There's people that were not Christians that have written down in history that he died on the cross, mm-hmm. and that three days later, 500 people were convinced by sight mm-hmm. that he rose from the dead. Yep. If you believe those four things, and I believe history proves those four things, then I think we can all believe that, you know what, at the very least, we should at least be willing to look into. Give us some thought. Give us some thought. Mm. Because I believe history shows. That's not just Christian belief. History right. shows that those four things are true. I love apologetics. Oh, I love apologetics. Because I, I did a lot of study in, in high school. I mean, I put like PowerPoint presentations together for like school projects at Sarasota High. Yeah. Of just Sailors. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> I you're left both from, you're, You both grew up here, too, right? Well, I left two years early and became homeschooled because it was so bad. No, but, but I'm know. saying you grew pretty, up in Sar- the Sarasota area. Yeah, born and raised. Yeah, born and raised. Slow ground. There's, there's this like thing going on in Sarasota. It's like, I uh, just want to let you know that I was raised here. Just well, it's not even that. It's just like, I, I don't need to do this because I already know that I'm better than <laughs> you. <laughs> we talked about this last week. You know? It, he's got well, here's, I'm a native. But here's, but here's the problem, Chris. Most people are not from here. That's exactly Even it. people our age are like, yeah, my parents moved down when I was young. Everybody's got like a that. moving story. Yeah, so for it to be like the 2% of like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually like fifth generation Sarasotian. Yeah. You know? Like, that's kind of cool to say. And like, maybe I'm a little prideful about it. Okay, fine. Lord, okay, convict fine, me. But. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> So you're talking about apologetics. I was, that's right. I lost my train of thought. Before Sarasota Chris. High took us right downhill. Yeah. But apologetics was something I studied a lot in high school. So that was the segue. That's what got us lost. But it was a lot of my, I, I loved, you know, logic problems and things that would make sense to me logically that I could ex- sit somebody down and explain it and be like, okay, now you have to believe it. Right. And yeah. so for me, I kind of lost a little bit of the heart in it. Cause for me, it was all, mm. it was all logic. It was, which is great. You know, apologetics is still amazing to, you know, look through ancient Roman historians who would even misspell the word Christian, but still show evidence of like, Hey, there was this group of people called Christians who follow this guy named Jesus, who I think the guy also spelled Jesus name wrong and probably intentionally. Yeah, exactly. And he did is like he would recount the story of the gospel and how this guy Jesus rose again and so it was really interesting that there's like historical accounts that there's yeah. evidence you know eyewitness accounts and things and so for me early on in my faith it was like I kind of lost the heart a little bit of I was going with this back and forth of like well I love God 
and I can explain it away, but I don't feel anything, you know? Mm. And so, it, and again, not that like feeling is the end all be all, you know, right. faith is more than just a feeling, but right. I mean, I was even having a hard time understanding where the, the voice of the Holy Spirit was. Like mm. for the longest time I said, I don't hear the voice of God, which it wasn't that I didn't, it was, you know, I just was looking for the you wrong just thing. You know what it sounded like. Exactly. Mm, and then once good. I got fully alive really, really hard and I got things ripped out of me that I didn't even realize were there. I started crying. It was a men's retreat thing that you I did. You say fully alive? Yeah, so it's called fully no, alive. No, I know, but I didn't know that was a, ver- a So me and, the, me and the boys. Or an adjective. Me and the boys made up a term where it's like, fully you know. Alive. So in fully alive, it's a group therapy session, and every person goes one at a time where they talk to, you know, the the mentor figures mm-hmm. that are there. And so for each person that would go, we would say that they're getting fully alive. <laughs> so I it's like, like did you get fully alive? Yeah, I got fully alive. I'm going to use it. Dude, and then there was the, uh, you know, there's the roots, there's you know pride yeah. unforgiveness yeah. fear trauma and, yeah. and so we would say like the infinity stones and so somebody would have like two of the infinity stones somebody would have i got all the infinity stones and, <laughs> but you start snapping <laughs> it's like snapping then they all go away and so for me when i i would look at apologetics and things like that i love that stuff because it, yeah. it's all up here right but it's hard to connect the, the longest road in the world is between here and the heart. Yeah. So if it's all yeah. in the head, I lose the heart, I lose the spirit, I lose the love, you know, the 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 learning sermon aspect, which is head knowledge versus worshiping where you're just throwing your hands up and surrendering and yeah. experiencing the presence of the spirit. And so for me, it was my journey was marrying those two together. And it has to be both. Yes. Right. It has to be both. And I guess for, in my mind, it's for those that are maybe unsure mm-hmm. or maybe are not as connected to church, don't understand it maybe as many of the details. I think that's where you can kind of go more mm-hmm. into the understanding of it. And yeah. then maybe it'll get from here to yes. here, you know, yeah. so. Wow. Travel the long road. So, so for uh, someone that's instead of po- uh, drawn to apologetics, mm-hmm. they're on this whole emotional thing and it's right. like feeling, mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that a problem? I mean, how do you get the, I mean, how do you get a, how do you get a person that's like, we live in a world that it's like, Follow your heart. Yeah, follow yeah. your heart. Guided by our emotions and all yeah, that good stuff. Right. And, you know, the facts may or may not. We can make any fact turn out to be what we do. Mm-hmm. So when you're with young people, and young people aren't like, oh, let's get into Let's yeah. dive in here. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. do you, mm-hmm. how do you reach these young youths? Mm. Well, and I think it's it's making it personal. I think that's part of it. Like I was mm-hmm. mentioning earlier, how that was encountered for me. That's something yeah. I always try to apply, especially when I'm with the kids on Sunday yeah. and stuff. Is right. It's not just the God of the universe and all this stuff that's so distant, mm. but God wants to be a personal God right. in your life. Right. So it's about relationships. Relationship. Relationships. And that might even be relationships with one another. Yeah. You know, being able to have somebody in your life that you can talk to and ask questions to. And maybe it doesn't have to be a pastor. Or it could be just right. a, a mentor mm-hmm. of sorts or somebody mm-hmm. who knows is on that next step in your spiritual See, journey. See, because I'm like that. I'm, a, I'm all about, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to study. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, right. pull my brains out. I don't want to do I this mean, anymore. Oh my gosh. But yeah. anyway, uh, but when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. and talking about where God's had in your life, what do you, how does this make you feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all in. I'll go every yeah. day, all day long. Yeah. Um, and so uh, for me, I, I think that there's like our Thursday night group or on Wednesday or on Sunday yeah, morning, yeah. it's really about the content of relationships mm. and God doing a work yeah. in community. Yeah. And, and I, and so, so that I want to say that, but I also want to say you, you also have this, 
I don't know. It's like a spirit of, of love. You you really mm. you really uh, project that you may actually even like me and or, or maybe even Believe love me. Fold him again. <laughs> <laughs> Got him again. So you say there's Imbeciles. a chance. You say there's a chance. <laughs> so how do you keep that? I mean, because church work is taxing to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more rewarding than doing anything else in the whole world. Yeah. Sure. But it's also... It's it's not easy. It's yeah. not for the faint of heart. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you've been in ministry before, mm-hmm. and, and right. with you and your wife, and you Wednesdays when you guys are there. There's so many different aspects of it too than yeah. just You're like just sit down and shut up and listen <laughs> to me. <laughs> I worked hard all week. Yeah, and yeah. when you got you know 200 kids coming on the weekend, providing a team for that and stuff, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different aspects you don't realize. But how do you but, still love and all that? Yeah, because I mean, you you do it, and, and it's just not. Well, it could be natural. I don't know. Yeah, have you always just been this loving, kind guy? I definitely say I've, I've, my personality leans that way, but I think what motivates me is continuing, like we said earlier, to have the focus. Or I, my buddy says the main thing, the main thing. Okay. Like what? What, mm-hmm. what is the main thing? Keep why, the main why, thing, the main thing. Yeah. Right. Why yeah. are we serving? Why are we leading? Why mm-hmm. are we hanging out on Wednesday nights till whatever time that the high schoolers are hanging out? Yep. Like you're doing it. Ten. Because that's your passion right. to see a difference or to make a difference. Excuse me in these kids' lives. And so for me. When my focus is, okay, I want these kids to have the relationship that I know God wants for them or mm. with them, that motivates me and stirs me. Mm. Or, or take it to a Thursday night with the men. I'm, I didn't always have like a passion to lead a men's group, right. but that was yeah. within the last probably, I think, two years or so when we started doing that. And my mom was like, I, I want to be a part of a discipleship thing mm-hmm. yeah. where the things that God's shown me and, and taught me, again, just through time in the word yep. that I can then yep. go and say, Hey, I want to share this with other people. Boom. I want to encourage other people so that they can start on that track and seeing God do something in other people's lives mm. is so encouraging. It's very rewarding. So rewarding, encouraging. Yes. I mean, so that, that helps to motivate me to continue mm-hmm. on that faithful walk with the Lord to do those things. I love evangelism, which is that to like a wild extreme where you just go up to strangers and do that. Have you ever done anything like that where you just go up to strangers. Cause I, I mean, I'll even do mission trips. I went to this one in Europe in Budapest and I wow. think I've talked about it on the podcast where people are just so open to just spark up conversation with strangers. Not me. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but it's like, <laughs> you can just go, they'll be at a public park with like a towel spread out eating lunch and you can go up to them and be like, Hey, we're Americans. Do you want to talk to them? Like, yeah, come sit down. Americans? What? American. Yeah, they think that Americans are so fascinating. They Did think you bring we're guns? So weird. <laughs> yeah. No, we have. Let me show you. No, but it was like, <laughs> you just go up to strangers and start talking to them about the Lord. Do you ever do anything sort of like that? Well, and so the cool thing that, I mean, and God will give you little things. There's a thousand things you can do. Everybody's going to have little individual ways that they can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think, and this, I'll get back to your specific thing. I think it's actually mm-hmm. harder in America yeah. Than it is in other countries. Oh, yeah. My yeah. wife's been on three or four missions trips. I've actually never been on one. And she just talks about how open people are yeah. to receiving the gospel. Wow. Kyle, our, our brother, just uh, went on one. And he's like, people just, they want to hear. They never heard the name Jesus. They yes. went camping in Africa. Yeah. To Whoa. these different tribes. Hut, hut to hut. Hut to hut. That sounds yeah. fun. So then as far as in America specifically, no. <laughs> though, you know, you have to find other ways. There's a lot of people that are just, whether it's church hurt, God hurt, mm. people hurt, there's, yep. you know, heart wounds, so many different things. The Western world. If you go up to majority of people, and again, maybe this is your calling and that's how you do it. God bless you. Maybe you go up and just, hey, you know Jesus? I need to pray for you right oh, now. Oh, boy. That's crazy. Might be a couple people that are going to be turned off by that. Screaming but, at them. Right, exactly. You better the people repent. At the, the people at the beach when you're walking out there, they got... 
repent signs yeah and stuff. repent now and i think i mean and, in case you drowned in the ocean right and not to tie, digress too far i mean i think repentance is a very much part of it and yeah, people hear that word and they like freak out right but, i mean that's the first step Turn away. is recognizing that you have sin but you know you mm-hmm. can go over the top of it but sure, sure. so i think in america specifically like something me and my wife do it's very very simple is um whenever we go out to eat you know i, I would love to say we do this every time sometimes mm-hmm. i forget sometimes she forgets most of the time i forget and she does it because my wife's much more holy than yeah. i am yeah. um, but we'll just go and we'll, yeah you know, Chris knows as well. Our yeah. wives definitely oh, yeah. make You're us like, better. Yeah. Right. Why do you, you look you, at you me? You, you both look at me at the exact same time. Like, what are you looking at me for? What I actually yeah, did, my wife. Yeah, what I actually <laughs> did think about, though, is I heard I heard uh, Jordan Brion say one time, you know, it, it just so happens that Holy Spirit sounds just like my wife. And you were talking earlier about not knowing what the Holy Spirit sounds like. I'm like, well, it's because you're not married. No. <laughs> That's it. Very I guess I just need to get married. You need married to write now. that one down. You need to write that, that down. That was a good one. So, so, so how, do, how do you love? Yeah. How, how do you keep that, that love tank full so that you're able to give it out more? I mean, because I think a lot of our audience, myself included, I'm like, I don't have a lot of love today, God. So mm-hmm. there's days I do not. There's plenty of times that I do not. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure our wives would be great oh, yeah. testimonies to the times Earlier that we today. fall short. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could count the number of things per day, but... Yeah. We just really, we just really have to be connected to the Lord okay. through the Holy Spirit. I mean, and it, that sounds probably the most cheesy church yeah. answer you can give, but the reason it's because it's true. You know, if I'm not connected, if I don't have my time in the Word, most times in the morning, because if I try to wait, then I'm starting my day off wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have that moment to reset yeah. my mind, reset my heart in the morning, and go, all right, Lord, mm. it's your life. This marriage is yours. This ministry is yours. My job, all of it's yours. And just even be able to say that and even verbally out loud, not just in your head, and verbally mm-hmm. say that, mm-hmm. that just resets me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to, two minutes later, say something stupid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that works. Yeah. But that helps me continue I forgot on not that. to pray not to be stupid today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang. Dang. That's God could have taken that from me, but he didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it is, it is just that daily walk, connecting with the Lord, trying to be um, obedient, ready to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Far from perfect, but sure. I really feel like that's my biggest thing that helps me keeping the main thing the main thing. What's your goal? What's your, what, I mean, when you want to be out of children's ministry, when, what do when I you want to get out of this job? When you want to grow up. And somebody just asked me. Somebody job. just asked me the other day. They're like, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" And I'm mm, like, "I mm-hmm. still feel like I got a lot I can do." But that is the question. You know, we we, we still uh, you know have our nursing license. Yeah. You know, I don't think God mm. called us to do nursing for and all that study and for absolutely nothing for or just for just a year. Sure, you know, yeah. and I believe that's something we can do for missions. Go or we on can a do medical mission trip. Medical yeah, missions trip. Amazing. Amazing. Um, but honestly, and, and this again is, is probably just a, a silly answer, but I just really want a moment to moment, right. you know, it's easy to look and go, mm-hmm. Oh, one day I could be, you know, doing another role in the church or another right. day I could be going back to nursing and making all this money again. Yeah. But if I'm obedient as I was before and right. mm-hmm. which all of us can be, then it's just one step at a time. And it's what, it, what fulfills that, that hole in our heart. It's right. like, we all have this thing where it's like, I just, Maybe if I just got this, or maybe if mm-hmm. this happened, it's mm-hmm. like, well, how about this? How about mm-hmm. you be obedient to do what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah, right. Like, I'll, I'll get done with this podcast, and like, Joyce will be in another room, and I'm like, man, I, I just love it. I don't know if I could be ever <laughs> yep. happier listening to my self talk. Oh, dude, on the drive <laughs> well, that's home, that's what it is. On that's the drive home, is. I replay this just to hear myself talk. Oh, you're, you're so <laughs> ego, I'm telling you. <laughs> Telling you, Lord, we pray for these prideful men. <laughs> yeah, I need it. Oh, for sure, I need well, it. Well, last week we had to talk definitely through that. <laughs> yeah, his mom texted me, says, "Thanks for working in Will's life because he sure needs it." Something like that. <laughs> Did she actually say that? 
Mom. Mom, stop it. No, she didn't say that. She said you're a great kid. You got a good mom. Um, I do. So uh, how can we pray for you? How can people pray for the children's pastor and his wife? Well, and this is probably even just a a prayer for children ministries across across the nation. But um, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. You know, it really does. And I think it it can be a lot, a lot of what we're asking mm-hmm. of our volunteers, of people to come most weeks and come and, and hang out with the kids. And, not, and, and the thing that's making it, it's not just standing in the classroom. Mm-hmm. My heart is that whether it's, if it's not me in there, then I want somebody else in there that's going to be able to teach yeah. them the gospel and, and show them the love of Jesus. So my prayer is really to have more people continue to have people coming in. We have an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing volunteer team now. But again, it takes a village, and we're always wanting to do better and grow. And so yeah. just praying for God to continue to bring in uh, the harvest, uh, which he does, mm-hmm. and then the workers for the harvest cool. uh, is really the scripture that we kind of stand on. And I, I'm not sure if I share this. Well, I when I shared it, I tried to share it last week at the communication workshop, which oh, I yeah. got my results back. Did you fail? Mm. Oh, Are you serious? No, I dude. did. I choked. Wow. I, I tried to read my testimony. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know it by heart, but I tried to read it and present it, and yeah. I got all discombobulated. Who was who who in front of you? Uh, four people. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I know so, who they No, are. I know, but like, because I did it. So like, did you have... Did you pass? I did pass. Of course you passed. You know why I passed? Uh, I almost... <laughs> you almost flipped him off. I, no. I, <laughs> no, I thought you were going to just... Just do this. I'm, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> but anyway, so... But when, what I did share there was... Uh, the first time my dad got sober one time and we mm. we uh we went to church for a while and see i'm gonna mess it up no we went to church for a while and uh during uh, i i, I kind of got a heavy discipline one time i used mm. to get disciplined Ooh. a lot there. sure and so uh that sunday i went forward and prayed to receive christ in third grade mm. but then he started drinking again all hell broke right so right my house right. was like crazy but it wasn't until i was 20 years old mm. that the holy that God moved in my life and I got sober, but I was going in and out and I couldn't get sober. So they told me I need to either get God or get out. Well, the only mm. God that I knew about was this third grade teacher that told me about this oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I went back to my barracks and got down on my knees and prayed to receive Christ. Come and on. I've been sober since that day. Come on. And after that, I met my wife. She just became a Christian. We ended up growing. We ended up going to, we like, where can we go find God? Yeah. But we we're like, oh, yeah, there's this thing called a church. Let's huh. go there. Uh-huh. And Never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Church? Oh, no, he's not there. And this was in the 70s. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, and then we grew and grew and grew and became mm-hmm. an elder. My wife was on staff at church, and now I do, like, a bunch of different things for men and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But it all starts with a third, a third, a third grade teacher volunteering, mm-hmm. telling people about spiritual things. Come on. And then... You know, when the kids receive it, they may not act on it, mm. but the Holy Spirit's there. Because it says once you pray, right, don't you receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit? Is that true? When, when you receive Christ? Yeah. Absolutely. So he's the, in there. The seeds are planted. He's in there. And it's yep. until you ask him to to take over. And that's what happened when I was in the Navy. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I need you to take over. Mm. Right. I'm relinquishing you. They call it the sanctification. They call yep. it... Right, uh, uh, whatever they want to call mm-hmm. it, it just knows that I can look at my life and say I was a loser here, mm-hmm. and from here over here, I'm uh, l- I'm less of a loser. Oh, that's <laughs> a loser. <laughs> Please clarify where are you going with that one. So, but less thank you so. for doing that, and 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 it's changed the trajectory of my family's life. I have mm-hmm. a son in California that's mm-hmm. a a pastor at a vineyard church, and so. Uh, and I have four kids that love the Lord. I have a son that was a firefighter. He just went through some traumatic things. Wow. And here's what he, he had a, a hard time. And he said, um, 
I, I just had to go and I had to pray and ask God to set me free from this come on this tragedy mm. that I just went through, and He says I got set free. Wow. But it but it goes through third grade right. Sunday school teachers, simple mm. truths and, that are and being people shared. and people yep. doing what you're doing. So Amen. I thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I thank you as well. Thank you, you and your people. Because I remember my peoples, your peoples. When I was doing the church hopping thing, you know, all throughout. Because I wasn't raised a Christian, you know, mm. Catholic Church, Presbyterian, Unitarian, Universalist, the Shrine of the Master, whatever the heck oh. that one is. Yeah, weird, crazy Master stuff. Master of the Universe. Some stuff like that. Dr. Strange's place. And so <laughs> we, we would go to all these different Sunday school teachers, and it was absolutely planted seeds. Little things that I remember, just like the little paper cutouts of Moses and corn and, like, random arts and crafts and stuff. Just all the little – and then I remember it. it. And it sticks with you. There's kids that'll that'll say something about a Bible story, like maybe in like the Old Testament, and I'm like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I know, but yeah. it's a little seed that they knew from four years old that they're being planted, mm-hmm. and they remember it. And I'm like, oh, you should be up there teaching. Yeah, you know more than there. I do. We were reading. We would read the Bible to our kids every night before they go to bed, and we would read the picture Bible. And there was mm-hmm. one part where uh, they showed Jesus's resurrection and something like that. And for the first time, I mean, I've been a Christian, but for the first time, the reality of what happened on the cross was from a picture Bible. Wow. I'm wow. like, <laughs> which is why I don't study. <laughs> I need pictures to retain <laughs> which information. Which is why I don't do. So Chris. Was that called, what's that thing? Humanetics? Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics. Yeah. Were you speaking or are you studying? Studying. Yeah. That would be hermeneutics. Okay. Yeah. Chris is going to show up to the men's group Thursday with a picture. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't find Hebrews. I, I don't see the full verse. On yes. This one. <laughs> hey, we got to go. Thanks for coming. Thanks Thank for you. coming. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Let's all Absolutely. thank each other. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.